When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to a special edition of the Must Your Music podcast. So this week sees the series finale of Glee, a show that Aaron and I both watch for better or worse, or ha- we're into for better or worse at points in our lives. Um, and we're going to be going back through some of our favorite songs on the series. These are, in our opinions, the all-time best songs Glee has covered, although this is by no means comprehensive um i'm sure there are some great songs that we totally will forget about it's nice to be able to say that that they're really like over the course of the show over 700 songs and that there really were a lot of standouts like for long stretches of time this show is yes. cranking out like four or five stellar numbers a week yeah i mean when it's in it's like uh i always kind of think of like the glory years as the first two seasons fair um and you know i mean i watched past then but really like some of those there would at least be like one incredible number a week and some of those weren't always like their cover of jump i always remember the van halen song wasn't like vocally great but the the whole like mattress jumping commercial was so much fun the energy with the eight of them i'm going to refer to them as kids even though they were absolutely not yeah um really made a lot of those numbers when you say the jump one i also think of run joey run which was probably from like the end of the second season Mm -hmm. and it was the same deal where like vocally it probably wasn't anything special and the original song wasn't anything special special but the way that they did that is like a fake movie and Mm -hmm. over the top dramatic like all of them did a really good job with that yeah rachel was so good with that leah michelle but Oh, yeah. to be clear, I'm always going to refer to them as their character. I know, names I know. As well. yeah, pretty Sorry, much guys. Too. You all did a really great job, but I'll never learn your real names. Um, but yeah, let's let's. So, uh, I mean, basically, I would say off the top of my head, when I think back on what my all-time favorite song is, is probably when the Warblers covered "Somewhere Only We Know," the Keen song, because nice. also it's it's okay. Let me not get to also before I say the first thing. It's it's beautiful. It's vocally gorgeous. Um, and it really has just one of those like sweet moments where it's like Kurt's going back to McKinley and Blaine is giving a little like sweet goodbye present to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that Warblers album, I remember when that came out, like I think some of the best stuff the show has done is Warbler stuff. I mean, Darren Chris just has a great voice that was such and a they great harmonize friend. so well together. Totally. Like, yeah, if they hadn't gotten Darren Chris, I mean, I feel like it would have lost like that season wouldn't have even been as good. Like right, can't... he was the breakout star coming even in a season later. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
That's why that's why the Warblers had their own album that they put out. I know. Yeah. I, I actually reviewed that album for Entertainment Weekly when I was Crazy. there. Both Aaron and I are EW vets. And uh, I think I gave it an A minus. But I stand by that review. It's a, it's a really solid listen. Like, it's fantastic. But uh, but what about what, what are some of the ones that you remember? I mean, as you said, there's obviously so, so many, but two that kind of um, sum up the, the things about the show that I really liked was Somebody to Love, which was the big one mm. of the big group numbers in the original like run of episodes. Yeah, one of the really early ones. Just like total showstoppers. And then they, they mined that the way that they did that song throughout the rest of the show, where all, a lot of these episodes would end with a great, powerful number mm-hmm. by the whole group in the auditorium. And those were always some of my favorite ones. Totally. But Somebody to Love was totally a... Uh, a high point, as well as I'm always a sucker for a Leah Michelle power ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved Don't Rain on My Parade, even though, as the show is wont to do, like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever for like one of their like performance numbers to be just like a solo number right. from one of the kids. But I loved it, so I wasn't complaining. Um, in the same vein, I loved her. I think it was her night. Na- Nayada callback um, when she sang To Love You More the Celine Dion song it was maybe end of season four and it was just like another one where it was just like her alone minimal music just like belting something out and I always appreciated those yeah I mean I love I love Don't Rain On My Parade I love whenever Leah Michelle does Streisand and, yeah, totally. um, you know, as, as a lot of haters are quick to point out, like, no, it's not as good as the Barbara Streisand original. But, like, I'm sorry, it's not as good as one of the greatest singers of all time. Like, it's still, like, a really great vocal. And, like, it's so, like, she's just so, you always want to root for her every time she's singing Barbara. And, like, I was, when I was, when we, I knew we were going to do this, I was kind of going through and just, like, reminding myself some of the highlights from each season. And it really is, like, for all of them, but I think particularly her, an impressive feat, the amount of music she has covered in different genres. Like, a lot of it's, you know, Broadway pop, but mm-hmm. a lot of it isn't. And the amount, the amount of, the amount, just the sheer number of songs that she's, um been able to perform over the past several seasons of the show I think is a really impressive achievement that's true I didn't really think of that but when you I mean yeah like think of any other artist who's been required to sing everything from like R&B to pop to Broadway and like not just those styles but like dozens of those songs over the course of like four or five years like that just doesn't happen to like another singer like maybe you'll have an album where you have one song that like touches on each thing but you know like that that artist gets an opportunity to really like hone that song in like they just have to like churn out multiple songs per episode and yeah and then some of them aren't that incredible but then some of them really like do stick with you like they're the uh Rachel and Finn Last Christmas is one of my favorite Last Christmas covers. And there are a lot of great Last Christmas covers. Yeah, Last Christmas, I think, is like one of the most poppy uh, Christmas songs. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a ton. I always liked um, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen by Amber Riley. That's my favorite of the Glee Christmas tunes. Nice. Just Um, like so powerful. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, let's let's talk about mashups because they've done a lot of great mashups over the years. I think one one of the best early ones was the um, Michael Jackson Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs where they mashed up Thriller with Heads Will Roll. That was the Super Bowl episode, right? Yeah, so that was the Super Bowl one. episode. And that was just like such a good dance and so much fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what other... I loved Get Happy, Happy Days Are Here Again when uh, Rachel and Kurt sang those. And when talking about like good combos on the show, I always love whenever the two of them would do a sadder or more emotional yes. duet number. They played really well off each other. And yeah, those two really voices work other. really well together. From your world, 
Yeah, and Define Gravity is another one where we get to hear both of their, like, separate performances. And, I mean, Leah Michelle sings it much better. Like, no offense to Chris Colfer, like, it's not really in his vocal range. But when you're watching it, like, it's incredible because, like, you can tell the song means so much to him, his character personally. And, um, I mean, also, that was one of the great things about Glee. Like, I think at that point... Um, that was first season, right? Where they did Define Gravity. Like, I mean, Glee really did introduce a lot of those big Broadway songs to mainstream American audiences that probably didn't know them before then. You know, like, obviously, Define Gravity is a, a big Broadway standard at this point because Wicked's like one of the biggest Broadway shows, but, you know, it would never be on the radio or in commercials or something like that. So. I feel like at that point, you know, people who were turning, tuning into Glee who liked the pop songs were also getting exposed to uh, stuff like Barbra Streisand or Wicked songs that they probably weren't familiar with. Yeah, and I love that they also, especially in the earlier years, well, still still as well, but they would sh- they would dedicate episodes to older albums that kids definitely didn't know, mm-hmm. not only Barbra Streisand, but like I remember the Rumors episode, yeah. where it was just the entire episode was about the Fleetwood Mac album, and mm-hmm. they, they played it like the audience probably wasn't familiar with those songs, but then it was such a great success story for the show, because not only were all those covers so fun and great, and I remember downloading that, but then the original Rumors album, the Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. version, shot to the top of iTunes afterwards. So that was like a really nice example yeah. of like what the show could do for music education. Totally. And and actually to this day, and of course the Dixie Chicks covered Landslide as well, but um, Landslide is actually the best-selling Fleetwood Mac uh, digital download song. And, and, you know, and it wasn't like, Landslide was not a hit back in when it originally came out. Like this, it's now, but like their most popular song amongst the digital download crowd, like pretty much because Glee covered it and also the Dixie Chicks. So that's cool. I mean, yeah, it shows the show had an enormous influence. Do you prefer the covers where the kids are singing it very similarly to the original? Or do you like the ones where they mix it up a little bit and try something new? I tend to like the ones where they mix it up a little more. But I totally understand that, you know, there's time constraints with the show and everyone can't be like changing everything. And and certainly like with what we're talking about with Don't Rain on My Parade, like that's a pretty faithful cover and it's great. Um, Speaking of faithful, faithfully, <laughs> nice. Speaking of faithfully, let's talk about Journey and all the times that Glee covered those because I think those are some of the, among the best of the show. With yeah, without a doubt. I mean that that's almost like uh, the first pi- the pilot of Glee is an incredible pilot. I think even if you're not a big fan of the show, anyone who's just like a fan of TV like has to watch that and be like, this is like one of the most rock solid pilots that's ever been put out. And it just really taps into so many things about longing and about not belonging and about high school and just so oh gosh, I remember I remember like watching that and being like, I will be watching this show every episode yeah forever. and here we are six and years here later we are. yeah went through some stuff lots <laughs> of stuff went down on that show uh but they're still standing and so are we there's yes uh yeah i mean that that first one like i, I don't want to out myself but i totally was like tearing up when in the pilot schuster is going to quit his job and then he hears them practicing don't stop leaving and then he comes back in and he's like, all right, I'm back in, guys. It's just like it works so perfectly. And there is something great about a Journey power ballad that's like so earnest and cheesy that is like exactly in line with the show's tone. Don't stop Hold on to that feeling. Feeling. Keep on. 
ones you chose that you wanted uh, was the Whitney Houston uh, when Britanna danced yes. to. Um, I want to dance with someone. I want to dance with me. somebody. Which is, you were saying this earlier, and the Whitney Houston episode was great. I love that cover of I want to dance with somebody. It's really Obviously, good. Whitney Houston saw, like, they're starting with a high bar of, like, that song is already just, like, an all-time great song. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a great example of the fact that, like, whether they actually were or not, they all looked like they were having the greatest time ever totally. performing and so it was it's interesting because like I, I don't necessarily like listening to that to the glee cover i want to dance with somebody i don't necessarily like uh just listening to i want to dance with somebody but whenever i'm on you not always but whenever i'm on youtube i'll watch the performance and like their joy performing that makes me happy and makes me want to rewatch it again and i feel like that's true for a lot of the numbers on the show yeah i mean i think wh- what do you think about the madonna episode so i i mean i'm a huge madonna fan I definitely had mixed feelings towards a lot of the covers, but the the Britney Me Against the Music cover was so much fun. Um, fantastic. I loved their Like a Prayer. I talked about this earlier, but any number where they're all in the auditorium singing together like normally will give me chills, but mm-hmm. like Like a Prayer I think is one of the all-time great auditorium numbers for me. Yes, that is a good one. And also I like a kind of a later Madonna later years Madonna song that doesn't give too much shine is I Love New York. And I like that they brought that on. That was fantastic. With an, a mix up with On the Town when they went to, when the show, well, the show didn't move to New York, but when parts of the show moved to New York. Totally. Um, God, and yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at a list of stuff. You know, they've like, they did Springsteen. They did stuff from The Wiz. And you know, and not all of them were were hits. Like I have to say a few of the times Schuster was rapping, I was like, not only do I not want to listen to this again ever, but I don't want to be listening to this once or watching it. <laughs> yeah. You, um, what never worked for me was any of the times they tried to cash in on a viral song like Gangnam Style yeah. or Call Me Maybe or some of those. I, those were never my favorites. Yeah. Like the Gangnam Style. Yeah. Totally just didn't work. Um, one that, that was kind of they, they tried to do the flash mob thing with uh, Billy Idol dancing with myself and it was Artie, I believe who was imagining jumping out of his wheelchair and doing it. Yes. That that actually was. I mean, you know, flash mobs are such a, like, whatever year that was that they were big, like 2011, like very much of its time. But, like, that, I think that one actually worked really well. Can we just, like, take a quick side note? Why on earth did they put that actor, Kevin McHale, in a chair? Like, after I remember after watching that episode and watching that song and seeing how incredible a dancer he was, I was like, "What? Right. Who made that choice?" Yeah, I mean, he was in a boy band, not not successful one, but before Glee started, so so was uh, Matthew Morrison. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, like you're in a boy band, that was kind of kind of a requirement that you know how to do some moves. So true, true. God knows what reason they put him in one. Um, that that being said, though, that well, well, anyways. So what what about Artie? Do you have favorite Artie songs? I think probably, honestly, Safety Dance. I want to talk about Kurt really quick. Yes. Because Kurt, I, now that I'm like rethinking about this and talking about this, I love my Lee Michelle Power Ballads. I also really like Anytime Chris Colfer gets a huge solo number from something in the Broadway canon, mm-hmm. like uh, Not the Boy Next Door or his Rose's Turn, where it was like he had the confrontation yes. with his dad and they changed the lyrics a little bit and he was just like belting it out solo. Rose's All of turn those, was very good. Like, let me like stand up in my living room and give a round of applause. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I also they have just a really great ability to kind of hit those um, like high note ballady things, and then also do the kind of like sleazy pop stuff. Like when they did the the drinking episode, 
which is probably one of my favorites. And they did the Jamie Foxx song, Blame It on the Alcohol. Well, the song's just called Blame It, but, you know, that's the chorus. Um, like, that was just, you know, it's it's I guess it's risky to, like, or dangerous in some ways to do a scene where you're kind of, like, glorifying teenage drinking. But I think they, like, watched that perfect line between, like, showing that it's fun, but also being like, but shit can get real. And <laughs> this probably won't end that well. So be careful, kids. Speaking of the walking PSA about drinking and drug abuse, can we talk about the walk, um, walking on sunshine slash Halo cover where they all were just straight up on drug? Like the yes. people also forget, like early season Glee was insane. Like as insane as the show is in the later seasons for different reasons, anything goes was like clearly mm-hmm. the policy at the beginning. So anyway, they all the students accidentally got like super high from the school nurse, I believe. Yes, I believe that was it. And saying an incredible like high energy mashup of walking on sunshine and halo that had like some great like leah michelle glory notes in there i totally forgot about that and that is like one of the best mashups that was the one where the boys and the girls were like doing competing yes mashups as you do incredible yeah it was, it was all high schools high schools are always pitting boys and girls <laughs> against each other um I actually always liked when they put the girls and guys against each other on this show. That usually resulted in some good songs. No, you get good chemistry and also it tends to like shake it up because the characters don't really break down, at least amongst their like cliques amongst gender for the most part. So you would get like characters who hate each other forced to sing a song together and stuff like that. Um, And shout out to uh, the guy who's always playing the piano. Yeah. Whatever his real name is. Like. That guy's just been holding it down for years. Holding it down on the for show. years. That and then him and then also like the drummer. They, like there's always the piano guy, but then occasionally there were like three or four other band members. Always the same actors mm-hmm. who just like were ready to ready to roll anytime those kids had a song in their heart. Yeah. No. I mean, it's that's also one of the funniest things about the show because you think there are so many episodes about how like oh there's not any funding for Glee Club and we have to do a bake sale or whatever, you know, the hell they did in various episodes. But then it's like, maybe because you're paying like these full-time musicians just to sit around and wait for you to break out in song. You never know when you're going to have to sing a song to the boy you like. <laughs> right, exactly. And they're like, they're not just there for Glee Club. They're like for whenever, yeah, Rachel whenever you just have an emotional moment. has to say something to Finn. It's like, all right, let's bring in the studio musicians. It's like when she has to like belt the entirety of Total Eclipse of the Heart with tons of ballet dancing, which is definitely one of my all-time favorites. Also, uh, Jesse St. James, Jonathan Groff. Oh, yeah. Always a welcome treat whenever totally. he comes back and yeah he always really hit the right notes both literally and figuratively and same thing with Christian Chenoweth like when she was on the show like obviously a great voice but just I mean there's something about like Broadway performers doing musicals that they're just better than having TV actors come on and guest on the show like absolutely Adina Menzalez Rachel's mom same deal yeah they sing like I, I dreamed a dream or poker face as you do mm-hmm. out with your mother um those were always really fun yeah, I mean, there's and they had a lot of great guest stars, but but the, but there is something about people who know musicals like are are going to be better at doing musical songs for the most part. And yeah, the the poker face was incredible. Kurt doing bad romance was a great favorite. Um, 
I mean, I'm trying to think. Are there any other Gaga ones? Did they do? They did a whole Gaga episode. They did a whole. They did multiple whole Gaga episodes. They did the. They did. There was the Born This Way episode right. where they did the T-shirts where they gave out their insecurities classically. Mm-hmm. But another really great one was when Adam Lambert came on in season five, yes. I believe, and did the Mary the Night cover. And that really, like, I remember that was kind of a thing online of people being like, "Holy mm-hmm. crap!" Yeah, he kind of like because that song didn't do terribly well for Gaga. Um, and yeah, he like sang the hell out of it. It was almost like, like he maybe did a better job than her on that one. Sacrilegious. A little sacrilegious, sacrilegious to say. Um, no, I love both of them. Yeah. And yeah. And Lambert, what, an, what another great get for the show. Um, yeah, I have to admit this. I mean, so I'm, I'm definitely more heavier. Like I watched every episode of the first three seasons. And then after that, I was kind of like scattered because I thought, it fell off a little bit and you know maybe it was just that i had enough of it maybe but you'd grown up maybe i'd grown up a little bit too much but am, am i missing out on are there like songs from this season that like measure up to some of yes i'm gonna take you through them right okay now. so first of all you should go back and watch uh the first half of season four okay because that's when they're all the original kids are still on the show and they're like branching out and in new york mm-hmm. and it's good from like an emotional standpoint of just like anyone can relate to that point where you're like totally. not in high school anymore but the songs are really really great include especially this one episode i believe it's episode four but it's the one all, spoiler alert all the couples break up and it's just like power ballad break like classic breakup mm-hmm. song after classic breakup song and like leah michelle's doing don't speak with all four Ooh. of them like they're all fantastic like so if you're that. picking one to just like kind of like get a final like glee hit that's what i recommend but then this season it's actually been pretty fun because again the originals are all back so they've been doing they've you know they're just more talented um yeah uh so it's been fun to kind of see that uh they did a big group number of home which was a fantastic way to end one episode they've covered like the current hits like Ariana Grande's problem um and then I'm trying to think what else they've done recently I mean they've had a big like lots of celebration songs because characters are getting married um everyone's you know departing for the great unknown um so you know it's not it's not as good as it was but it's still at least the songs are still very enjoyable as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of uh, 
slow. Some of the season. I mean, yeah, there, there's interesting choices. Celebrity skin, the Britney Spears song three. You know, those are things you might not necessarily expect Glee to do. One early one, or maybe this was season two, actually, that I really remember loving is they covered um, a pre-Blurred Lines Robin Thicke. They, I think it was actually Robin Thicke's first hit when he was just called Thicke. I was um, so into Darren Chris at that point. Like that made me, Teenage Dream was a fan, but then yeah, he had like several great ones in a row where yes. you're like, hello, I'm interested in this show now. Yeah, again. he sang Thicke's uh, When I Get You Alone, which is based on a song from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack called The Fifth of Beethoven. And it was, it was he was trying to like woo a guy in a gap or something like that. So obviously, you know, when you like like a guy in a gap, you bring all your schoolmates to the gap and you have them like screw everything up and get him fired and then sing a song to him. Um, and it didn't work. Didn't work for Blaine. But uh, but man, that yeah, that was at the point where you were like encountering Darren Chris's voice for the first few times. And it was like, where has he been all my life? Where has he been all the life of this show? Yes, exactly. Um Back to your earlier question about season six songs to check out. They brought in even more new kids this season, mm-hmm. and they're they're actually more talented than the first batch of replacements. Good, because um, there were a few ones who I just had zero interest. Yeah, in. yeah, they're, they're, and the characters were boring, and it's not entirely their fault. Anyway, the Warblers are still very alive and well. Um, Blaine is coaching them, but he sometimes uh, jumps in to uh, mm-hmm. help out, and they do a great cover of "Sing" by Ed Sheeran. Nice. And one of the new kids also performs t- the Janelle Monae song Tightrope, and it's fantastic. I did hear that one, and that was really good. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around you, then trying to take all your dreams, but you can't allow it. Cause baby, when are you high or low? When are you high or low? You got to tip on the tightrope. What about the episodes that are like all musicals where they did like Rocky Horror and Grease? I loved those because I felt like, especially after the first couple seasons, uh, the the plotting of the show like totally fell off. You know, this is a common complaint. I'm not I'm not breaking any ground here. Uh, but so those were always the ones where I was sure sure to tune in right away because if nothing else, I knew that those numbers were going to be top notch. Right. I'm thinking about like the Michael Jackson episode mm-hmm. as one that was particularly strong. But and then like I know Rocky Horror got like a lot of like crap when it first came out. And like again, as an episode of television, eh, maybe it doesn't work. But in terms of introducing a bunch of kids to Rocky Horror yes. and like looking like they're all having a blast. Mm. I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot more than a lot of the episodes. Yeah, I think I mean, as someone who at that point loved Glee and had loved Rocky Horror for many years, I, I think it's just kind of fun to see these characters that you care about like acting out different roles, which I think is why like I'm totally like I love it the Rocky Horror episode and I know it got kind of a mixed reaction, but I thought they did great with the songs and it's just, you know, it's like when there's an artist you care who covers uh, a song from another artist you care like it's even if it's not life-changing it's just kind of cool to hear yeah. that happen and same deal they did they later for their school musicals quote-unquote did Grease and they did West Side Story and I liked both of those for the same reason I did not see the West Side Story one but I should West Side Story was a big deal during the show because they decide to lose their virginities to each other at Ugh. the exact same time That's- horrifying that that sounds really Who gross among us hasn't watched west side story and thought this is love yeah i, 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 I guess sure, most fine. teenagers yeah teens are always <laughs> classic, watching west side story teens, these uh, days since yeah since the 50s like teens have been just watching west side story and getting <laughs> horny um but yeah, oh, and and the heroes, they did the David Bowie heroes one point. Oh yeah, that was great. And that's another great example of uh what we were talking about, like introducing new music. Like obviously if you're a rock person, 
You're Gonna Know Heroes, the David Bowie song. But it's fair to say that, uh, you know, a lot of people who watch Glee are probably not like classic rock heads. So, you know, this is kind of their opportunity to get like the cream of the crop when it comes to that stuff. Like maybe they're not going to get David Bowie's entire album because it's a weird electronic album that that song comes from. But now they know the song Heroes. Absolutely. I mean, speaking for myself, I'm not a rock person. And I definitely, I, I, I was obviously familiar with the artist, but there were a lot of songs on Glee when they would do some of those rock things at concerts that I didn't necessarily know. But then I became interested and wanted mm-hmm. to check it out. And was like, oh, the original is much better. I like this. Yeah. No, I mean, that definitely happened with me, too. There were certainly songs where I was not familiar with. And then you hear the Glee one, and then it's like, well, not as good as the original, but I'm still glad that it introduced me to it. But I wouldn't have known about the original exactly. without those crazy kids from McKinley. Do you think there are any songs that Glee did better than the original? I definitely think there are. Um, I mean, a lot of the pop covers, I, I'm trying to think, like, like anytime Lee Michelle would perform, like, a Rihanna song or a yeah. Katy Perry song, like, no no offense to those no offense to those artists, but, like, they're not necessarily known for, like, powerhouse vocals. Right. So some of the ballads, like, I feel like Firework or um, Cry right. or something like that, with if Lee Michelle was solo taking it on, I probably liked that one better. Yeah, I mean, the Firework was great, and... Uh... Yeah, I, I think, what, you know, what I was saying earlier, I actually like the Warblers version of the Keen song a little better than the original. And the Lambert, too, I do think his Married the Night is probably ever so slightly better than Gaga's. And a lot of times when they were doing competition songs, when they would do like a medley of three different songs, it wasn't necessarily a mashup, but they would just kind of give you a sampling. I liked those a lot better than the original sometimes, simply because it kind of got to the best part of the song. Totally. And then cut in and out. So that was always a nice treat. I think one of the biggest shocks of this season has been that there's so many songs that they haven't covered. Like there was an an episode a couple uh, weeks back that was all about Carole King and Alanis Morissette. And they did mashups of these two like powerful women and it was really interesting first of all to hear what they came up with for those mashups but also just the fact that like they haven't really covered either of those two women I'm sure they did did one song at uh, one point or another but that's like two phenomenal artists who are so important to like the musical canon and they're just getting around to it in season six so it's kind of crazy to think that for as much as Glee's covered there's so much that they haven't yeah I mean there's obviously just like so much music out there but they always find stuff that really does like fit for the most part within like an acapella ish setting has Glee. And I feel like I'm outing myself as like a non Glee expert right now, but have new directions ever done one direction? Um, I don't remember if new directions did it. They've definitely covered one direction before, but I forget if another school like the Warblers right. or someone covered it. I believe new directions did. I think it was Sam. Right. Good. I'm glad to hear <laughs> that. Um, I mean, yeah, and what about, like, in terms of, like, singing? Obviously, Leah Michelle probably has the best voice, but is, is she your favorite singer in, in the Glee? Yeah, I like her, and I like her, Chris Colfer, and Darren Chris. I think, are my three favorites. Yeah, I think those are very solid choices. Although I also, I mean, they all have their highlights, but also it was kind of nice to see Santana get a bigger, Naya Rivera mm-hmm. have a bigger role over the course of the show, because towards the beginning she was the bully, and she really wasn't featured vocally, but as the seasons went on, she kind of became the second female lead, and she really, like, slayed a lot of numbers. Yeah. I'm thinking particularly, uh, I believe, season four, she sings Girl on fire mm-hmm. and it, and it's just great and then of course valerie is probably like her big yeah um among fans considered her best number but yeah she's really done a great great job and she's got someone who i feel like has gotten better as the show went on totally yeah i mean she was like uh, i don't even know if she was technically part of the cast when the show started out or if she was just kind of in the background but 
her voice is incredible and I agree with you it's it's grown from the beginning and also her acting skills too like with her we've gotten to see like someone grow both as an actress and singer at the same time which is very cool um and yeah and the same with Britney I mean she started out kind of in the background and I know she had a history as a Beyonce backup dancer so obviously she could move but we also kind of saw her like find her feet as a comedic actress she's hysterical and she is perfect yeah she's like, really she funny is one of the best parts on the show yeah um well, well done everyone yeah all around yeah I think in, in terms of my favorite voices I like uh you know Lee Michelle obviously you, you kind of have to have for Glee to work even um Darren Chris and then probably Amber Riley like she's great she's just such a like incredible voice and a lot of people sure she kind of does she doesn't have the I guess stylistic range that some of the other ones do but I mean man her voice is just like totally legit whereas a lot of the other singers you listen to it and you're like this isn't entirely the best vocal performance possible but like every time she opens her mouth it's like exactly on point i also feel like amber riley really helped sell like really helps like sell and close a lot of the group numbers especially in mm-hmm. the beginning like she would come in towards the end and it was just like it took everything to a new level right yeah i mean like her and rachel's voice were kind of the the linchpins basically of it because like cory monteith rest in peace wonderful guy great singer like not the most technically perfect voice And so a lot of times you would kind of, you need like someone who has the pipes like Amber Riley to kind of bring the number to a close who can like actually hit those notes. And she, she did that, you know, in somebody love and all the like early group numbers and so forth. But I don't know. Do we have any, do we have any other glee things to say? I'm trying to think of like ending, ending glee thoughts. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sad. Even though I don't watch it anymore, I'm like sad that it's leaving. It's always kind of nice to know it's there. Like with The Simpsons, like it just still exists and is out there. I think The Simpsons have spoiled you. Yeah, that's probably true. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would just say like for anyone who feels like, you know, the plot fell off or like they always had major continuity and, and uh, issues. It's nice that like watching it even through like season six towards the end, they're still like delivering a lot of numbers that are really crushing it, which that that in and of itself, I think is such a huge accomplishment. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like this is pretty much just what I've been doing the whole time is just remembering songs that I like. But I just remembered one. One Schuster number I did love was when he did Poison with his group. That was so good. Which I believe were called the Acapellas. Can't get her out of my head. Wrong movie, dad. That girl is uh, incredible. Yeah, I mean, there it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what they all do moving forward because uh, a number of them have kind of tried, you know, to make a move into the pop or kind of like vocal pop Josh Groban territory with mixed results. So, I mean, I feel like they'll always have a home on Broadway in some sense, but. It's going to be like American Idol again. It'll be, yeah, it'll be really weird to see like what they do. Like, do, you know, do they get albums that hit? Do they get singles that hit? I mean, so many of them, as you say, so many of them have tried the album thing. And you Mm -hmm. would think for someone who's able to chart so easily. Right. uh, With with great songs that have already been written, but new covers, they have not had success with the original music yet. Although, wait, speaking of original music, I'm going to do what you're doing and yeah. just uh, announce songs that I liked, which was any time they did, well, the and what was it? Um, it was when they were at Nationals and they sang original songs. Yes. Um, Loser Like Me. 
was like, like me was good like, like, yeah. I, I heard the hesitation um it was, I don't know yeah I mean good. I think it might have just been like a moment and like it was you know all of them together but I remember really liking that one and I like remember hearing that on the radio and being such being so impressed with that at that point like mm. wow this show really is enough of a cultural force that they can like throw songs together right. Totally. Well, there was, like, of course, the concert series as well. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot it that It seems like a happened. juggernaut. Very much like <laughs> Idol. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting as Glee closes to see if people kind of turn their love for these singers and these songs. If it, if it just becomes purely <clears throat> nostalgic that we more or less just, like, look back on our favorite Glee songs and re-listen to them. Or if people actually, like, follow the careers of, you know, Leah Michelle and Chris Colfer musically and so forth to see what what they do but absolutely i think they're all really talented i'm excited to see what they do next i know i'm really excited to see um i mean yeah leah michelle like doing funny girl is pretty much like all i can ever ask for well i think it's i mean i think you're probably gonna get your dream come true because ryan murphy has the rights to it it seems like yeah like it seems like the the stars are lining up for this to happen i mean she has to come back and get her tony as on the show right now she's trying to decide like if broad if going back to broadway is what she wants so it looks like lee michelle and rachel barry will once again become one yes um but yeah i mean i don't know glee like what a it was so much fun when it started out it's still like I watch it occasionally and it still is good, but that was just such a great moment in time. Like it was just there was nothing else like it. There hadn't been, you know, a, a great musical on and TV. And now of course, like it's like Glee Glee of course came out of high school musical, but now there's there was Smash and that, you know, mm-hmm. was so buzzy when it started and of course fell apart, but now we've got Empire. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, Glee's really paved the way for more musical shows and I and for that I will always be grateful. <laughs> exactly. Um so Glee, we love you. Corey Glee. Monteith, R.I.P. We will always miss you. We love you. We miss you. Glee. And and I guess if you guys have, you know, if you have Glee favorites, tweet them at us. I mean, there's 700 some songs on the show. I know we've missed a and lot I was of the a best fan ones. Of about 650 of them. So <laughs> I'm gonna go- say I'm a fan of 325. Yeah. About about half. But yeah, half seems about right. Anyways, so that that's all we got uh, this time for. The Must Hear Music Podcast. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Aaron. It was really fun. All right, have a good one. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.